cut. Obviously, I've lost my fucking mind living here in Las Vegas. Who the fuck moves to Las Vegas? <sighs> it's so fucking hot outside that even when you are inside the house, the sun's beating down and you're going, ah, fuck. And you're like, shit, I'm inside the house and it's still fucking hot. Man, going from your car to the fucking house or your car to CVS to get your fucking creams is still fucking hot. You literally burn, dude. So, yeah, so whatever this stereotypical situation is for people that live in Vegas that move to Vegas, like you people are saying, like, how the fuck do you live in Vegas? It's so fucking hot. It's fucking true. It is fucking hot in here. But anyways... It's a beautiful city. It's a beautiful city. Um, I like it here. It's nice. But Vegas, Vegas, Las Vegas, before I moved here, I thought it was exactly what you people thought of Las Vegas, which is basically like the Strip and, um, you, know, uh, you know, Cosmo and the Bally's and all that shit. But it's really a small town. There's a Chipotle here. There's a fucking Lowe's. There's a Starbucks. And there's a fucking Panera Bread, bro. It's basically a small town, but you have access to all the fucking hotels, which you people in fucking Nebraska or fucking Arkansas don't. Yo, if you're in fucking Arkansas and you're going, yo, I want to get the fuck out of here and go party, guess where you're partying at? Fucking Waffle House, bro. So when I decide to like fucking, you know, if I'm sitting here in the house and I'm like, hey, I'm fucking bored, I want to go walk a fucking around... Bellagio, it's fucking gorgeous. Abundance at the pizza for what? <laughs> Anyways, welcome to my podcast. This is Polly Show's Random Rants. This is where I just spew out shit for you people. Mostly so you people see that I'm alive because this is current. This is right now. This is not archival. I know I do a lot of archival shit, but this is right now. Um, I don't have a producer, I don't have an editor, I don't have graphics, I don't have anyone. It's just basically me and you guys. So I hope you guys are doing fan-fucking-tastic. I wanted to put a shout-out to Dana Carvey. Um, He's a very funny comedian. He was in Wayne's World, excellent. Wayne's World, super fabulous. Anyways, um, I was channel surfing on the apps last night. And, uh, and I came across his documentary. I forgot the name of it, but if you just Google Dana Carvey's documentary on Hulu, it's basically a documentary about a show called The Dana Carvey Show that he did back in the, the 90s after he left Saturday Night Live. His stock was fucking high as fuck. Okay, so he gets off of Saturday Night Live... And he is the hottest actor on Saturday Night Live. He's on the cover of Rolling Stones. And he well-deserved, Dana, well-deserved. I know you're a big fan of Polly Shore's random rants, even though I don't even think I ever fucking met you, dude. I never even met Dana Carvey. That's weird. And I don't even think I've ever met Mike Myers. It might have been just a quick, oh, hello, how are you? How you doing, sir? But I never fucking met any of you guys. But super talented guys. I love both those guys, Dana Carvey. Mike Myers, very, very funny comedians. Anyways, when he left Saturday Night Live, his stock was fucking, you know, it was like fucking way up here. It was like Apple stock. 
He's on the cover of Rolling Stone. So he gets the fucking Schmeigel, the guy with the fucking dog. Schmeigel, you're fucking hilarious, by the way, with the fucking insult, the da-da-da-da fucking insult dog. And they come up with this sketch comedy show called The Dana Carvey Show. And it's just all these random sketches in it. And Steve Carell is in it. And also um, Steve, what the fuck's his name? He took David Letterman's spot. Um, fuck, I forgot his name. Very talented guy. He was, uh, he was hosting on, um, it was uh, uh, comedy, comedy Central with Jon Stewart. Steve Colbert, The Colbert Report. So you got Dana Carvey, you got Schmeigel, you got Steve Colbert, you got Steve Carell and a couple other dudes, and they're doing this fucking sketch comedy show, kind of like Mad TV or In Living Color, something like that. And it was fucking weird, dude. Like, I'm a fucking weirdo, and I do very obscure fucking weird shit, but these guys are fucking, like, on some Pluto planet. So way ahead of its time, they did this show, this sketch comedy show, and they decided, they're like, oh, what, what network would be good for this? So they decided out of HBO, Fox, NBC, you know, CBS, they decided to go with ABC, okay, ABC, which had home improvement. And then about two weeks before the Dana Carvey fucking weird fucked up sketch show decides to air, Disney buys ABC. So they're like, oh, shit. So they go on there, and this fucking show just tanks. You know, it fucking tanks. No one sees it. It's too obscure because the follow-in the follow show before that, like I mentioned, is Home Improvement. And um, I don't know why Schmeigel, Schmeigel, Schmeigelman, what's up, Schmeigelman? I haven't seen you in a while. Schmeigelman, very funny, very funny dude out in New York City. I don't know why Schmeigelman didn't look at Home Improvement before he decided to fucking go to ABC. Because Home Improvement, if you people remember, is very what? Americana and very fucking, you know, middle America, very vanilla, very Walmart, very motherfucker like this shit and shit like that, motherfucker. And fucking Dana Carvey show was very obscure and very kind of fucked up like that. So their show fucking canceled and then Dana Carvey's career, I guess, got fucked up, but he also did some great fucking films, but he was, he was hurting pretty bad. And, um, and I had a, a personal, personally, I had a similar situation with that because after all my movies, after I did Biodome, Fox, you know, Fox Network, came with me to do my own sitcom called Polly, which lasted only five episodes. But, you know, the disaster was not as bad as the Dana Carvey one because his fucking star was up here. My star was kind of there. So when my shit didn't get picked up, I didn't fucking, I didn't freak out. Freak, I, I freaked out. I actually, you know what, to be honest, I did fucking freak out. Because then I did Polly Shore is Dead, which is a movie about me faking my death to become famous again. Which I don't know if you guys saw that, but it's a very funny, very funny. People always ask me, they're like, what's your favorite movie that you've ever done? And I love Son-in-Law, and I love In the Army Now, and I love all those those movies, but I really, really enjoyed Polly Shore is Dead, which is on, I think, Amazon right now. I'm not quite sure, Amazon Prime. Anyways, anyways, anyways. So the thing that was funny about it is my friend, so, so, so you know, when you watch documentaries, 
You're like, well, who fucking directed this? Who produced it? Who did all this shit with it? And my friend, Josh Greenbaum, let me say it again, Josh Greenbaum, super fucking Jew, super Jew. How fucking Jewy of a name can you have besides fucking Greenbaum? And I can get away with saying Jewy name because guess what? I'm a Jewy name. Even though Shore is not a fucking Jewy name, but this fucking nose is super what? Super Jew-Jew-Jew-Jew-Jew-Jew-Bean, dude. So Josh Greenbaum is the, or is the director of this, um, of this uh, Dana Carvey documentary. And I know Josh Greenbaum because years ago he did a documentary film for me called Once I Got Sean Penn which is the making of Polly Shore is Dead. I have all this stuff that's in the can, they call it in the can, that I have not brought out yet for you beautiful people to see. But it was nice to see Josh Greenbaum. I want to give him a round of applause for directing. It was a great documentary. I suggest you see it. Oh, also another funny person in the documentary was the director, Mr. John Fortenberry. John Fortenberry, if you Google that shit, he also directed Jury Duty. The movie I did many years ago, which also did not do well. So, that being said, it was funny to see John Fortenberry on the documentary of the Dana Carvey show that tanked, that also did my movie that fucking tanked. But I'm not saying John Fortenberry is the reason why Jury Duty tanked. I think I'm the reason. No, Jury Duty didn't do well at the time cut to 20 years later or 15 years later or whatever it's been. Cult classic, of course. All these movies that the critics said were shit back in the day are now what? Fucking cult classics. <sighs> you know, I've done a lot of movies. I've, done, I've starred in a lot of movies. There's a lot of love for Pauly Shore in the feature film movie business. And I want to Mwah. I want to thank you guys from the bottom of my heart for loving the Polly Shore films. And I know you guys lately have been tweeting at Disney Plus saying you want to see sequels to my movies, hitting up Amazon Prime and also MGM who owns the title to Biodome. Viva los Biodome, bro. Keep on doing it, guys. Keep on doing it. Wait, I got to burp one sec because Random Rants keeps going one sec. <clears throat> Sorry, uh, I don't have an editor, so I don't know what the fuck. Usually you would chop that part out. But I want to thank you guys from the bottom of my heart for um, pushing the sequels to my films. So, again, I think Brendan Fraser, Sean Astin, Steve Baldwin are all, are all interested in doing the sequels. But it's up to the studios who own the product to actually... Um, to greenlight it. So continuously hitting up them. I see your tweets. I see your responses. I see you guys hitting them up saying, put this together. One day, maybe my manager, manager Andy Fraga, Andy Fraga from The Egyptian Lover. He's an Egyptian lover, dude. He's an Egyptian Chinese. He's an Egyptian lover, dude. Maybe he will get a, uh, I think I'm going to do the rest of Random Rants kind of doing like this. A little bit, a little bit, a little bit uh, sweating with the wheeze, you know what I mean? I don't know if you guys seen the workout show. Anyways, but, um, you know, Hollywood could stop giving me movies because it doesn't matter. 
because I have you people, I have the social media, I have the YouTube, I have now TikTok, over a half a million followers on TikTok. I want to thank you for that. TikTok, Patty Wack, give your bomb a bomb. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Three bags full. Okay, anyways. <sighs> but um, on all seriousness, um, on all, serious, all seriousness, I'll be in Miami this whole weekend, which we'll talk about in just a second. But more importantly, I have a, uh, want to announce this. I have to have ear surgery, my ears. <sighs> I have two ears, just like you have what? Two fucking ears. My ears have a fullness in them. And it's not a fullness of love and heartfelt fucking greetings. It's a fullness of fucking fullness of a fullness and a fucking fullness. So anyways, whew, on November 15th is when I'm going under the knife, ladies and gentlemen. So please, please say some prayers for me. I have this, uh, this interesting ear disease. I think it's an ear disease. It's called eustachian tube dysfunction. Let me say it again. Eustachian tube dysfunction, if you want to Google that shit. So basically, if you ever are on an airplane, which I know you are, um, you're flying on the plane, your ears get what? They get fucking full, right? They're like, oh shit, these are full. And then you land, you're excited to land, and you go like this. And when you go like this, the ears pop and there's that relief. Well, guess what? My ears are always full. Let me say it again. Polly Shore's ears, that's me, Polly Shore, what's up, are always fucking full. Not full with love, but full with fucking pressure. So they got to fucking have a brain surgeon to fucking make sure my brain doesn't get fucked up because it's already fucked up. Maybe they'll go in there and find out I don't have a fucking brain. And then they have to have the doctor and they cut around it and they fucking get some stuff. And they only could do one ear at a time. So November 15th, I'm going to do the ear surgery and hopefully the fullness... On my right ear, I don't know which one they're going to fucking pick. I'm sure you got to fucking just Rochambeau for what fucking ear to clean up first. And then, um, and then after they do that, if it works, knock on wood, knock on wood, then they're going to do the other ear. And then hopefully I will have a, um, a successful surgery, two surgeries, for the price of one. Right, doctor? And, um, and then I'll, I'll get rid of this, this, this thing that I've had for fucking... I've never told anyone this. I've had it for probably about five to seven years where my shit's always clogged. And, um, and uh, I hear perfectly. It's just there's a fullness. And I asked my doctor, I said, how the fuck did this happen? Was it surfing? Was it fucking, you know, in the spa? Was it in the fucking pool? Was it flying? And they said, no, it's like cancer. You just fucking get it. There's no fucking reason. You just fucking get it. So Polly Shore has an ear dysfunction in my fucking two earlobes, or as I like to say, my two earlobes, bro, called eustachian tube dysfunction. That's right, eustachian tube dysfunction. So that's what's happening. Um, so wish me luck on that. I'm sure I'll be fine. I'm going to UCLA, and I'm going to do it there. And then also another thing that I've been curious about, and I put a video out recently about, is should I get Buster's Balls decapitated, or should I not get Buster's balls neutered? I don't know if you guys know this, but if a male dog has testicles, just like a male person. 
So I have balls, you have balls, and Buster's have balls. Buster's my dog, and Buster is his name. B-U-S-T-R, B-U-S-T-R. And uh, should I chop his balls off? So my question to you guys, and I'm kind of going 50-50 on it, um, is do I get his balls neutered? And a lot of people are like, well, if you want to spawn Buster off and have another fucking doggy, then fucking don't chop his balls off, dumb dumb. And if you want Buster, if you want Buster to have kids, then don't chop his balls off. Does that make sense? So I'm leaning on chopping his balls off and getting him neutered. Also, because he stays at the Posh Palace, which is a beautiful doggy place for overnight when I take off. Like, for instance, this week I'm in Miami doing shows at the Improv, West Palm Beach, Fort Lauderdale, and Buster is at the Posh Palace. I want to thank Lisa and the crew for taking care of Buster. But what she keeps telling me is that Buster is very rambunctious. And I'm like, yeah, just like his fucking father, bitches. Just like his father, bitches. <laughs> and um, and uh, he's very rambunctious. And I'm like, well, get him fucking laid. If he's staying at a place called the Posh Palace, which is a fucking Vegas doggy hotel, do I have to pay some extra for a hooker dog? Get him blown or some shit. Lisa, hello? Right? Fuck. <sighs> You'd think if you're putting your dog at a place called Posh Palace in Las Vegas... Correct, Amundo. The dog's probably getting some vagina, and vice versa. The female dog's probably getting some fucking lipstick jam put inside of that shit. So anyways, when I come back from my trip from Miami and also OKC, I'll be in, in, in uh, Oklahoma City doing some shows there. I think we're going to whack-a-mo Buster's balls and make them not so what? So rambunctious. So I think it's the right thing to do. Um... But, again, you might hit me up and go, don't do it. But I think it's the right thing to do. Okay, I got to burp again. One sec. Oh, God, it's fucking hot. <clears throat> Sorry about that. Anyways, it's a crazy-ass time. I'm so fortunate that I lived in a time before 9-11 and before COVID. Because, to me, the world got a little fucking crazy after 9-11 and then the internet and all that shit. And now it's just fucking like, trust me, I'm happy there's the internet. And I'm happy there's a place I can continuously fuck with you people. But I also kind of miss the old days of not having all this shit. But the times, they are changing, as Mr. Bob Dylan said. But um, this life that we are in right now is interesting. It's an interesting life. Nothing but hurdles. Keep going hurdles. Keep going U-turns, curveballs, all that shit. But my main, if I'm Tony, can I, can I play Tony Robbins for a second? My main uh, suggestion for you people is to try to let go of the past, which is what I've focused on here in Vegas, which is kind of the, one of the main reasons why I moved out here in Vegas and got, got, got out of L.A., was I just wanted to move into the future, move into the future, move into the future. That's what my parents want. That's what your friends want. No one wants people to mourn and be in their old shit. You know, it's like this. It's, 
you know, it's a moment-to-moment decision. It's kind of like an alcoholic, you know, having a moment-to-moment decision not to drink, you know what I mean, or not to do drugs or not to do this. It's a moment-to-moment decision not to be pissed off or not to be bitter or, or hatred on, on stuff. And I think that is um, one of the keys, keys to life, my suggestion to you beautiful people, is to just move forward, move forward, move forward. And if no one wants to be in a relationship with you, then fuck them. You don't want to be in a relationship with them. You know, a lot of people are like, well, why this and why that? Like, you know what? There's plenty of people out there that'll be in a relationship with you. So focus on those people. Focus on those people. I also want to take a moment to, um, to recognize 9-11. Um, shit went down about 20 years ago. And it was uh, fucked up. Very fucked up. And now that Joe Biden has pulled the troops, our troops, out of, out of um, Afghanistan and the Taliban are left to fucking back to, their, back to the war, hopefully they're a kinder, a kinder and gentler Taliban, Taliban. I'm not there. I don't fucking know. But maybe they have a new fucking angle on the whole fucking thing. Maybe their whole thing is not to treat women like shit, not to behead people, not to fucking be pieces of fucking crap. And maybe... They want to fucking be more chill. You know what I mean? More chill. You don't know because if they're not, we're dropping some shit on them. You know, I know Biden is going to drop some shit on them if they start fucking around. So I know that. So Talibanis, Talibanis, if you're out there, you're watching Polly Shore's Random Rants, chill the fuck. Let our people go. Fucking chill out. Fucking let women do stuff that fucking men do. Make it, try to make it equal, dude. You know what I mean? Try to make it equal over there. I know it's fucking hard. But the times, they are a what? Changing. So, Afghanistan's gnarly, dude. It's like a dictatorship. It's like Russia or fucking, you know, North Korea or Saudi where there's like one fucking guy in charge. Here in America, every four or five years, we switch it up, which I like. I think it's good. I don't think one guy should fucking be in charge the whole time because then it just leans one side or the other. Anyway, I want to put a shout out to all, all the, the family members and the people out there that have lost loved ones in 9-11. <sighs> and, um, man, you know, I don't know what to say. I don't know what to say. But my heart is here with you, and uh, I hope you guys are okay. And that being said, come see me in Miami. I'll be there this whole weekend. Hopefully you enjoyed the rant. I don't know how long it went. I don't have a fucking time timer. There's no producer going to wrap this shit up. It's just me and you guys going back to the old school. And also, um, if you haven't seen my band called Polly Shore and the Krusties, I'm really enjoying it. I want to thank Richard. I want to thank Eddie. I want to thank Bill. I want to thank Sal. I want to thank Norm. Ben, Ryan, for helping me do this. We're going to be performing live. I think we're going to be at the uh, Sand Dollar Lounge, our first show ever live, October 18th. I think it's a free show. I think it's a free show. And um, um, other than that, I don't know what else to say. My eyes are fucked up. I got fucking eyeglasses now. But that's it. But I want to keep moving forward. I hope you guys want to keep moving forward. Go check out... Uh, my club here in Las Vegas is called Wise Guys. It's at the Downtown Arts District. I want to thank Jason Strauss. I want to thank uh, Jonathan Jossel, Keith Stubbs, and the Krusty Utah crew for starting uh, Wise Guys 
here in Las Vegas. It's the first standalone comedy club in Las Vegas that's not inside a fucking hotel. I know you people have been to Las Vegas. I know you've gone to comedy clubs in Las Vegas. You got to park, you got to go up there, you got to go up there, escalator up there, you go three floors, you got to go blah, 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 and then there's a little club. Here, you just pull up in the arts district, there's a fucking sidewalk, and you get out, you get out right there, and you walk right in. So thank you, Keith. Thank you, everybody. And I'll see you on the East Coast. I'm excited to go to the East Coast. I fucking miss the East Coast. Pauly Shore's coming to the East Coast. I'll see you guys soon, Oklahoma. I'll see you soon. Let's start playing the music here. And um, Buster, your balls are going to get whack-a-mode off when I get home. So you better start sucking those motherfuckers while I'm away on the East Coast and get some pussy at the Posh Palace, Buster. I'll see you guys on the backside. <laughs>